Hello and welcome to episode 104 of the Nerd Culture Podcast, NCP. My name is David, and with me are the crew, Crystal. Episode 104. Yes. And Bo. What's up, what's up? I tell you what's up every week. <laughs> I need like a catchphrase. That is you know? a catchphrase. What's up, what's up? <laughs> That's my new catchphrase. <laughs> I've heard worse. I've heard worse, Calvert. It's not cowabunga, so therefore it's okay. Radical, dude. <laughs> dude, speaking of which, uh, th- that movie looks terrible, right? Like, I'm not the only one thinking that. It does look terrible. The, te- oh, the, the teenage really movie, yeah, yeah, it does. It looks, it looks bad. It's gotten some really shocky reviews. They're six feet tall on their turtles. <laughs> and they're ninjas. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know, it's pretty bad when it makes you nostalgic for the, uh, the the crappy 80s movie. I like the cartoon. Yeah, well, there you go. See, the cartoon was awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that does look pretty bad. But anyway, we're not reviewing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because none of us have seen it. But uh, what we will be doing is uh, some pop culture news, some reviews, uh, a contest of champions, and Azerothian Times. And we'll also slip in a coming soon in there. But before we get on to all that sort of stuff... I just want to throw in an apology. In our show notes for the last episode, 103, we had had a little thing there saying that we said congratulations to All-Star Comics Melbourne for winning the Eisner Award. But then listening back to the episode, it's actually not in there. And we did record it. So I, somehow I've accidentally deleted that piece of audio. We can only blame the editor. <laughs> well, yeah, well, they, I mean, obviously I'm the only one that can be blamed. I, I'm not too sure how it happened. It's bizarre. But, it's uh, on the cutting room floor somewhere. Know, it's, it is really weird. So, the green monster took hold. <laughs> <laughs> the green monster. It's, for the, it's a retailer award. What a retailer. It's still an award. It's still an award, that's right. <laughs> Those bastards. No, so, so, really, so I apologise to Illstar for, for that and for confusing our listeners who would have seen the, seen the show notes. But uh, So we'll do it anyway. So... Uh, at San Diego Comic Con, they have the Eisner Awards. One of those awards is for the Spirit of Comics Retailer, and uh, that was one that was co co won by by uh, All Star Comics Melbourne. So, grats to uh, Mitch and Troy and, and the gang at All Star Comics. Uh, they are awesome guys. They're an awesome store. Uh, they've been very supportive of us, and uh, we'll continue to support them. And and it was cool to hear you on the radio, Troy, talking to Red. Yeah, that was that was awesome. So that was it was big news here in Melbourne. They were on the they were on the TV news, on the radio news, the newspapers. It was it was all over the place. So it was uh, it was really cool. Was really they were carried down Swanston Street on the shoulders of nerds. <laughs> I don't think we we're quite that far. <laughs> but that would have been awesome. People would have done it. So yeah. So congratulations again to All Star Comics, and uh, sorry that it wasn't in the last episode. <laughs> what happened? Congratulations, guys. <laughs> So anyway, so let's uh, move on to the news. Now, I don't I have... Did you mention the co-winner? Oh, and who cares are they? All right. They're not, they're not all Star Comics <laughs> Melbourne, so we don't care. Cut that out. <laughs> they're not Melbourne's own, so That's who it. cares? Exactly. That's right. cool. <laughs> so let's uh, move on to the news. We don't have a lot of news, um, but I do have something that I wanted to talk about. But first off, we'll just start with uh, Studio Ghibli has announced that they are indeed shutting down. Shutting down. So that's a bit of a blow to all those uh, anime fans. Um, and they were, they are of course the studio behind. They're basically Japanese Disney, and uh, not dwarves. No, there's no dwarves, but uh, they they are they are behind. Um, you know the classics, Princess, Princess Monica and Spirited Away, and. Howl's Moving Castle and, and all that sort of stuff. So we've mentioned them before on the show. It's it's it is 
quite upsetting that hey you know they've got to do, do it we know why they're closing down financial reasons no or? no nothing bad no, they've actually they closed i think well this hasn't been officially announced but i think they're closing out of respect for Hayao miyazaki um I've, I've no doubt i've, I've steered that up but he, he was basically he was he was like the japanese walt disney and uh, he was the the director of of all those all those films and he, but he had some sort of creative input in just in everything that uh, studio ghibli produced so uh, and he's retired, so I, I think pretty sure that's what it is. It's nothing financial or anything badish. So the other the other thing I want to talk about is uh, a bit of an incident between Randy Queen, who is the creator of Dark Child, uh, who's a uh, artist artist writer, um, and what happened on the website Escher Girls. Now Escher Girls is uh, uh, a website that sort of points out uh, portrayals of women in comics. Not always bad, but you know, sometimes good. But they basically just they sort of highlight the, the portrayal of, of women and, and transgender people and you know stuff like that in comics and mm. you know and sort of sort of talk about sort of the cultural impact. It's, it's an interesting website. I, I recommend you check it out. Um, it's pretty cool. And uh, they uh, one of the things that they quite, they do quite often is will show a, an image of uh, of, a, of a girl in a comic and, and talk about you know the good and bad points of it. And uh, they're quite what's the word objective, I guess. They're quite, yeah, they're quite fair about it. I mean, I, I've, I can't recall any time where, they, where they've gone like really harsh on somebody. They don't make it personal. Uh, but yeah. uh, and they recently they did a bit with uh, a picture of Dark Child. Now, for anybody who doesn't know who Dark Child is, she's from uh, like the nineties, no and um, she is uh, she's basically a teenage girl uh, who uh, is drawn in a very Todd McFarlane sort of way. Um, so she tends to go tends to go who can manifest her nightmare, so she can transform into her nightmares um and uh, you know as from the being from the 90s she's joining that very typical sort of girls from the 90s type way so let's you know cut to the chase it's not very good it's quite sexist she's you know she's got anatomical features that just wouldn't make sense and all that sort of stuff randy queen uh, didn't find uh, this very interesting issue he was actually uh, he was he was quite offended and uh, issued a takedown notice uh, to tumblr because it's a tumblr blog um, and uh, basically forced them to remove those blog posts, saying that it was uh, copyright infringement. Now the the thing yeah. that it sort of it sort of escalated from there. Everybody got involved, you know, professionals and stuff like that. But most what's what's most important to point out is that he's actually one hundred percent completely wrong. Um, I'm not an expert in law, <laughs> but luckily I've read a lot of posts of people who are experts in law. It's not copyright infringement. That's it's fair it's use. completely one hundred percent fair use. And uh, he also claimed that they defamed him, which actually they didn't because they were there. Talking about his were, pictures. Were talking about his pictures and didn't defame him in any way, shape or form. So basically he had no case and uh, he just made a big deal of it out of, uh, just for nothing. It's basically a 101 example of how not to react if somebody criticizes you online. And uh, he, he, he didn't win any friends. It's one of those sort of one of those cases where it's it was basically everybody saying you're wrong. <laughs> so it just went on from there. It was pretty interesting. Um, it's actually in the time that we're, that that's been happening and that we're recording now. It's actually come full circle, uh, and uh, he has issued a sort of a semi apology. Um, he basically sort of he says that he, he he basically overreacted and sort of gives some reasons for why he did so. Some pretty horrible reasons actually. He's, he's having a bit of a tough trot, so um, I feel bad for him there. That's that's a bit of a shame. Um, but still, uh, he still didn't actually retract everything anything that he said. Uh, so it's still out there, but at least he did, you know, address it. So you got to give him props for that, I suppose. So like, this is part of a, a a recent article I was reading about um 
some kind. I can't remember what country it was, but some countries are instituting a, a thing where you can contact Google and ask them to un what do you call it? unindex certain things related to you on the internet. So yeah. like you could call and say, hey, this article is uh, it portrays me in a negative light, and um, I think that um, it should be taken down. And then they have like a a court system now within Google, mind you, it's not like a federal court system mm. um, that decides whether or whether or not it's indexed. Yep. And it doesn't remove it from the internet. It just whether or not it's indexed from Google. But nowadays, like that, might as well be the internet. Like Google pretty much runs the internet. Yeah. Um, so like, and this is the kind of subject that it brought up was like, if someone owns an Amazon company and they get bad reviews on Amazon, can they call up Google and say, "Hey, I want to get the the links to these reviews on on uh, indexed." Yeah. So like, you know, how far does it go? Like, what can you say is copyright infringement and what's fair use? You know, it doesn't. In this case, it's obviously not copyright infringement because, like, you're allowed to criticize a product, but it's just there's been cases other than this one. Um, this one is on a very small scale, but there's been cases with like larger companies in this that have like gotten comments taken down and gotten articles taken down that portrays their their product in a negative light whenever it's really just honest reviews. Yeah, it's an interesting time. This you know this this new sort of newfangled interwebs law. It gets taken advantage of uh, by a lot of people. In, in, you know, you would think unfairly, uh, but that's. I mean, that's to be on the scope of this of this podcast. I think. I mean, it's. it's I mean, that's. I mean, I, I'm not a legal. I'm not a legal expert. I basically I can't say. I just from just from what I can see. I, I mean, I agree. There's. It seems to be. It seems to be misused by people who just. They just don't like a comment. They get a bad review on their hotel or something, and and so yeah. they, they get it taken off, and it's like, well, it's. It it's be uh, damaging. There was a. Dr. Brzezinski in, in America who went after an, a teenager in England because he criticised his practices on a blog post and went after him with the full force of the law and lawyers and everything. Mm. It's, it can be quite devastating to someone's life. Yeah, it's a tough situation. Even if, they're, even if they're in the right, they have no chance of fighting back because they don't have the, the money or the resources. Often, though, people on social media will fight back for them, and then it'll yeah. be a big campaign yeah. like there was with the Randy Queen thing. No, yeah. I'm going to call him Randy Quaid. <laughs> Randy Queen thing. Um, well, Randy Queen on its own is a Yeah, Twitter got right behind the, the yeah. website. And well, it got, it got onto Tech Dirt, and uh, I'm a big, big fan of Tech Dirt's website, and, um, and uh, another gentleman, I think it's White... White Pope, I think, is it, or is it? Well, I think I originally like saw the story from John Scalzi via Will Wheaton. Yeah, and they actually, and uh, and one of, one of those gentlemen actually got hold of a lawyer. <laughs> You're always following Will Wheaton on yeah, Twitter. Bloody <laughs> Will Wheaton! <laughs> He's the king of the nerd. Yeah, but uh, it's it's uh, it's all taken care of now, and um, and you know, Messi girls are going on and doing the the good things that they do, but. Uh, but basically, there's it's a lesson learned. People don't react the way Randy Queen reacted because you just end up looking like an idiot. True that. True that. <laughs> True that. True that, Ninja. <laughs> That'll be my new catchphrase. True that. True that. <laughs> you can have you can have true that and was up and Becky can have you know say what and and uh, what's yours? Will Wheaton. Will, no, not Will Wheaton. <laughs> the I guess the only the only the, the quick just the very quick news is that uh, Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice has been moved forward. Like it's actually been pulled yeah. instead, of, instead of May. Uh, it, was, it was going to go, come out the same weekend as Captain America three, but now it's been moved moved up to March. So, uh, I don't know did if you it's see exciting, exciting news? <laughs> I don't know if it's a good. Did you thing. see the uh, Comic Con teaser? I did. Have you listened to our latest episode? 
Last episode? No, obviously, well, I guess you, not. Then you would have heard that. <laughs> Damn, you guys talk about all the good stuff on the year. Where's, where's your loyalty? I listened to every single ECN episode. This guy. I'll get on the case. I'll get on the case. Um, yeah, no, I did. I did actually. So I managed to see it before they took it down. And uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. It's really, it's not that big a deal. If you don't get to see it, who cares? It's but, not, yeah, it's, it's not that big a deal. But yeah. I bet, I bet being in the moment though, like being in yeah. the room whenever they revealed it for the first time and it's like, whoa, pissed off Superman. Like well, that would be crazy. <laughs> well, that's, that actually, that's funny you say that because the, the footage that I saw is a dude filming it on his phone. Yeah, and, and he's, he's like, oh. his reaction, yeah, it was more excited. It's like, holy crap! <laughs> it's all shit. Yeah, he gets really excited. So, I mean, I was more excited because of his excitement than anything else. <laughs> whoever that was, props, yeah, me props too. to whoever you are. That was, uh, it was cool stuff. Is it a bad sign that the when Blizzard revealed their teaser, it didn't get leaked anywhere? Like, was it like a year ago? Yeah, that they released it. No one. It got leaked nowhere. So no one, no one recorded it on their iPhone and uploaded it or anything. No, no, not, not no. The, and like, is it a bad? All right. Either one of two things. A. Blizzard walked in and said, "If we find this on the internet anywhere, we will sue you for more money than you could ever possibly make in your entire life and your grandkids' <laughs> lives, um, and we will find you." Here's the clip. Or B. <laughs> Nobody cares about WoW anymore. It's <laughs> all <laughs> so like the Blizzard says, we know where you all live. We have your IP addresses. So you're, so you're, going, so you're going with one? Is that, is, you're going with A? We know where you all live. I look, I, I don't know. I, I, I get the feeling maybe it did get done and then somebody took it down quick or something. Or, I don't know. Or maybe they just didn't do it. Maybe I they, started maybe looking they as soon as I heard, man. I, I knew it was going to get leaked. I started looking. But I bet that is what it is. They yeah. probably They probably have people on top of... You know, making sure that that didn't just appear on the internet. It probably was posted places and then taken down automatically. I bet that was the case. Yeah, probably. You're obsessed with the Warcraft movie. Oh, I saw the photos. Yeah, this yeah, there's photos. So there's actually, I think we're pretty sure there is actually a footage of two two people talking. But anyway, mm. I could be wrong. Fascinating. I know. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> so we know there's going to be at least two humans in the movie. They're, they're not going to be. They're they're going to be able to talk. <laughs> amazing technology in film these days. It's amazing. <laughs> the talkies, wow. <laughs> the talkies. So uh, talking about talking about the films. Let's get on to our reviews. First up, we've got Bo and Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. So, um, what's up? Um, <laughs> so, I actually just saw this uh, not too long ago, like uh, three or four nights ago, and I went with a group of co-workers. All right, let me start off by saying it was a really cool movie. It is a lot of fun. It kind of reminds me of Galaxy Quest. Not in the sense that the movies are any way similar in the plot, but... The way it's just kind of a fun space adventure, really lighthearted, but still made for adults type movie. Um, I never felt like I was watching a movie made for kids. Like it's really, uh, and maybe they just did that very well. Maybe it is something you could take a kid to, and it just they just did such a good job of making it still interesting to adults. But um, it's basically a '80s movie set in the future in space. But the uh, the main character. Um, was uh, abducted by aliens whenever he was a child, and in, it was in the 80s on Earth. And he took with him 
his um, cassette player, his Walkman, and so throughout the movie, he's been listening to the same 12 songs from that time period over and over, and over again. I gotta say, one thing this movie points out is that 80s music, even in the future and in different parts of the galaxy, still picks up women. Like, it, it seems to be the most, uh, I don't know how to say that as a family-friendly show, but it seems to be seems to be picking up women, even in the future. Um, so stick with the 80s music. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's action-packed all the way through. There's one uh, place that they visit that is a... It is the severed head of a god floating in space, and there's like this race of people that have been um, mining the resources from the bone marrow and all the different parts of the anatomy of the head. Um, so just these crazy places that they visit um, are really cool. Um, one thing I liked about the movie was that the people that I went with didn't know Guardians of the Galaxy, and I would say probably most people seeing this movie um, don't, don't know the backstory on this. Which is kind of neat because there's no, like, I don't want to say chip on anybody's shoulder or competitive, but it just seems like with comic book movies, a lot of times, people try to say, oh, well, I remembered it better. You know, like, they have yeah. this almost like a competition of, like, well, I'm a bigger fan because I didn't like the way they made this movie because it was nothing like uh, the way I remember it being. I remember it better than you. This movie <laughs> doesn't have any of that. I had no idea anything about Ra Rocket Raccoon. He may not have even existed before I walked into this movie theater. <laughs> and it was a lot of fun. And everybody I went with, it was the same way. And and I really liked that they made a really good superhero movie of this scale and this caliber on a bunch of characters that probably a small percentage of Marvel fans even knew. And honestly, that's one of the cool things that, that I really I really thought stood out about the movie. It was really cool. I'm going to give it four and a half Lukes. Cool. That's cool. So that, so that means you liked it better than The Avengers. Yes, I did like it better than The Avengers because hmm. The Avengers was definitely, by all means, not a bad movie. But I, th I felt like I was watching a movie made for kids. Like The Avengers, to me, didn't seem, even though this movie is is way more lighthearted and, and more comical, it didn't seem, uh, what's the word? Just The Avengers, just to me, like they, they just do these one-liners and the world's ending and it just seems made for kids. It's almost like I'm watching a cartoon. You know, like it's hmm. it's really childlike and that's not necessarily bad but i like the style of guardians of the galaxy a little better yeah that's fair enough cool cool i've seen guardians as well it's and uh i i agree with the it's with the that the 80s the 80s feel to it is uh is magnificent it's, it base and it's it, it, it harkens back to 80s stuff all the time because like you said he's abducted in the 80s so i mean he had time to see yeah. uh he's obviously seen Raiders of the lost ark because he he basically mimics the the bits from Raiders at the start when he goes to when he gets he finds the orb and and uh, he you know he quotes eighty stuff and all that sort of stuff. The, the songs are actually all from the seventies, I do believe, and uh, where it's a tape that yeah. was given to him by his mum. The awesome mix number one. So it's uh, it's uh, it's pretty cool. And you're right, the music is 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 awesome, and it all it all all makes sense in the film itself. And and you're right, it's in, I mean I I totally, I totally agree. And it's just it's just how much fun this film is. I mean it is. It's it's a good example of just how not to take your subject matter too seriously. I mean, you've got a talking raccoon and a, and a talking tree as the best double act you've seen since R two and C three PO. I mean, it's, yeah. it, it, it is it's magnificent. And it's and Rocket. I mean, Rocket pretty much steals the show. And, and out of the uh, out of the humans, I actually quite I don't like. Think so. oh, I, I don't think, think so. I think he does for sure. Like I want I want to point this out actually now because I, I meant to mention this in my review. Cool. So. 
you know, Groot, throughout the whole movie, all he says is, I am Groot. Yeah. I am Groot. You know, that's all, that's all he can say. And I still gathered from just the other interactions with other characters and things, I still gathered that he's like the last of his kind. Like, he has a sad history. Mm. Um, he's, he's somewhat of a sad character. Same with Rocket Raccoon. Like, they never really told you his backstory, but they gave you enough clues that you're like, he has a, a sad history. He has something... You know, something in his past is is different. Like all the characters, even the one that can't even speak in the whole movie. Well, he says, "I am Groot." I still had dimension to them all. Like I still feel like every character had dimension. Um, the least amount was probably um, uh, the girl from Doctor Who, uh, Gillian. What's her first name? Karen Gillian. I, I don't think plays, they used her Nebula. enough in this. Yeah, as Nebula. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they used her enough, and and I hope that they show more of her in the next movie, but. I mean, and the and the villain. Honestly, the villain was not as developed. I mean, the main cast was highly developed. I thought though, and and, and I didn't. I don't really have one that I really liked over the others. I mean, they were all they were all really cool. Okay, I don't really how that really addresses me saying that Rocket seals the show. Though I'm not saying I'm not saying that they weren't developed. They were all they were all, they were all good. It's just Rocket. Just every every scene he's in, I think he sort of dominates the scene. I think that, I, but I think that Groot does a lot, though. I mean, a lot of people, yeah. a lot of people, the Facebook pe- posts that I see, a lot of people are reposting Groot as opposed to Rocket Raccoon. Yeah. I don't know, but I know what you're saying. He's a very over the top. He's a very over the top character in all yeah. the scenes. Yeah, yeah. I'm just I, saying. I'm just saying, like a character that hardly speaks. It's the complete opposite of Rocket Raccoon. Yeah. He, he hardly speaks, but yet, I mean, I think that. I don't know. I think. I think a lot of people love the movie. That was their favorite character. I don't know. It's not. I mean, yeah, I'm not saying. I'm not saying Rocket <laughs> is my favorite character. I'm just saying he dominates the scenes that he's in. As the Groot, yeah. Groot is definitely my favorite character. I'm totally with you there. I mean, a character. Yeah. I mean, Groot. I mean, he, there's one particular scene that I, I just like. I don't want to give it away because it's part, it's part, yeah, yeah, of, it's yeah, part yeah. of the climax. But you know what I'm talking about. And that yeah, that yeah. scene is is magnificent. And it, to have a CGI character. You know, invoke that in me again. I mean, it was going. It goes back to Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. I mean, there's a you had uh, you know motion captured characters that were more human than the humans. <laughs> and in, in, oh, yeah. in this film, you have and Groot, who, like you said, can, can only speak three words. It's and then at the end of the film, he does he does what he does at the end of the film, and, and I had a tear in my eye. You know what I mean? I was like, oh my god. By the way, the motion I saw uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes since the last time we did the show together, and uh, the motion. You're right. The motion acting in that is like on a different level like yeah. it's hands down it's just on a different level it's amazing <laughs> cool that's <laughs> yeah, so I, I heard your review i'm glad i'm glad you agreed it is it is awesome stuff but uh, but back to guardians i mean i, I guess yeah, it is i think the one the main thing that i like about it is is that it's just so much fun you know it just has a sense of fun from start to finish from the opening scene to the last scene it is fun 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 and that's you know that's what you want from a superhero movie. That's what you want. You don't want it to take it. You want it. You you want to be entertained, Captain and this America it entertains you totally. Exactly, Captain America. <laughs> I agree with everything you said about the Avengers, and I actually like this more than the Avengers. Well, I give I give the Guardians five out of five. It's, it's awesome stuff. The only the only slightly negative thing I would say, and uh, like this is this is being quite picky, I suppose, but it's just something. This is something that sort of it, it really stood out for me, is that you've got. Star Lord, who, like you said, is like he uses the, the music and it picks up chicks and all sort of stuff. He's basically Han Solo. Let's face it, he's Han Solo yeah, yeah. that actually has sex on screen, which you know, Han Solo never does, right? So, you know, it's PG. So obviously, don't see anything. He but, might in the know, new one. You never know. Yeah, but he's, you know, he's he's he's, he's got he gets loads <laughs> of women. <laughs> no. What? He said he might in a new one. You never know. But he's all old and crusty now. Exactly. <laughs> 
anyway, so Star Lord he gets all the, he gets loads of chicks, and that's celebrated, right? At no point does anybody ever say to him, you know, what the hell? Why do you treat women this way or anything like that? It's like it it makes him cool, and yet the only the only female member of the crew, the way that. Uh, Batista's character Drax who by the way I think Batista did an excellent job I mean for a non-actor he did pretty damn good um, so but uh, yeah so Batista's character Drax doesn't like Gamora and so the way that he insults her is to call her a green whore and yet at no point in the film does she have any sexual contact with anybody I find it interesting that calling out her sexuality is a way of insulting her Whereas the main, the main male character, who is a sexual deviant, <laughs> doesn't get called out for it in yeah, any way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 guess, I guess I'm not really explaining myself very well. I just find it, I just find it, I find it intriguing the, that... The inequality. The inequality, yeah. It's, just, it's like the man can do, basically, he can have you know, as much sex as he wants, and yet the female character who doesn't have any sex in the entire film is called a whore for no reason. Unfortunately, in this day and age, that's just the way the world works. I don't know. It's not, it's not right, but that's the way the world works. <laughs> I guess. I guess they're they're also prison escapees. Like, I mean, I don't know that they're they're the top class citizens. <laughs> That's a good point. And he's probably not saying "whore" in the true sense of the word. He's probably just throwing it out as yeah. an insult. But that's what I'm saying. Why is that an insult? Yeah, it shouldn't be. That's exactly it. Anyway. It I mean, have you ever played Call of Duty or any games that have 13-year-olds in them? Yes, yeah, so and that it, it brings me right back to that. They will definitely point out your sexual preference that they have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> You're so right. If you want to see how the world really yeah. is, you just play an online video game. Having said that, Guardian of the Galaxy surely wasn't written by 13-year-olds. No, but it is directed at 13-year-olds. <laughs> Um, anyway, but it's, but still, I mean that that aside, I mean that did irk me. But that aside, uh, it is it is a five out of five film for me. I, I enjoyed it immensely. I, it, is, it was just fun, fun, fun. Well, I'm strongly encouraged now because uh, you're going to take me to see this in gold class. So I'm, yeah. I'm I'm strongly encouraged. This is going to be good now. So the hype better be true. <laughs> it's so good that we get a gold class. Nah, you'll have fun. I, yeah, I'll yeah, not be happy afterwards if if you're telling me lies here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, well, I'm just giving my opinion. I'm not lying. <laughs> We're still seeing it in the gold class. Gold class, baby. It is, uh, yeah, it's good stuff. Anyway, so, well, thanks for that, though, for that stimulating conversation. Cool, so next up we've got Crystal and her conclusion to her Martian review. The beginnings of this review is in episode 102. Yes. Yes, yes. So if you, if, if you haven't heard it, you can go back and listen to it. If you don't want to, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> do what you want to do. I'm not here to, to tell you what to do. I'm not here to judge. I'm not here to judge. That's my line. <laughs> it's a good line. I'm stealing it. Okay, cool. <laughs> the Martian by Andy Weir. Just a little quick recap in case you haven't heard my review. It's uh, basically lost on Mars. Uh, this uh, the poor astronaut. Um, exactly. It's basically Robin Cru- Robinson Crusoe on Mars, really. Or Castaway. Yeah, or the Castaway. More With no volleyball. No, no Wilson. Wilson! No Wilson. No, there's a rover. Sorry, Wilson. <laughs> does he find the Mars rover and that becomes like his Wilson? He does find the oh. Mars rover. It doesn't become Wilson, but it is interesting how he uses it. And not That's how badass. he's thinking. What is lonely in space? <laughs> not like that. Okay. Um... Astronaut Mark Watley gets left behind on Mars accidentally. Now, I won't go into the details because we went through it in episode 102. So, really, it's home alone on Mars. It's home alone on Mars. <laughs> Except there's no there's no bumbling intruders. There is a Mars rover, though. There is a Mars rover. Yeah, anyway, sorry. Continue. Anyway, continue. Um, basically, uh, I've completed the book. Um, and 
I give this book a 5 out of 5. And the reason I'm giving it a 5 out of 5. 5 out of 5, really? That's, that's a high mark. I mean, and it's my foundation benchmark. Wow. 5 out of 5 for a non-Asimov book. 5 out of 5, because this book harkens back to the days of true hard science fiction, where it is... The, I'm not sure how accurate the science is, but from a layman's point of view, it seems very accurate to me. It's It's quite detailed, and it's all based on... It's your essential speculative fiction, science fiction book. It's all based on what would happen if. It just works really well. And I think, you know, it just goes to show how you can create a really good, engaging story and still get the science right, Prometheus, (laughs) gravity. Uh, And I really, really strongly hope that when they do make their movie of this, that they, they take a lesson from the book and they, they try and get the science as accurate as they possibly can because I would be so disappointed if there's a glaring scientist taking this movie. <laughs> very, very disappointed indeed. But on the whole, as I say, the book is very engaging. It's a thrill ride. There might be a few too many calamities than what might happen in real life, but hey, it's, it is fiction. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and like I said in the first part of this review sometimes you do get a little bit bogged down in detail but it, it's easy to sort of skim and get the gist of what's going on and then jump back into the story so that would be my only criticism of it but having said that still giving it five out of five it's wow. a must must read um highly highly recommended so that's the martian by andy weir nice after your review last last time i, I was really interested in it and here's what's funny is this like a new book yeah yeah oh, okay because I, I didn't know if this was like a brand new book or something that you just decided to pick up or what. But like the next day, I heard another review of it on, um, I think it was on Twit. Um, on on Twit, they were doing their Audible um, advertisement, and they uh, this was the book they chose. And I was like, dude, this like it's wow. crazy. That's cool. It's like it's yeah. all these signs that I'm supposed to read this thing. And did they also like it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they were talking about how it was one of the better books that they they had read and yeah. and. And they review a lot of our books on there, so I mean I, that's a good thing. Like it sounds like it's a really good book. It was actually recommended to me by my boss at work, so thanks, Liz. Now it's making the rounds at work. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Liz, and thanks for the Facebook followers. Oh, that was cool. Yeah. Well, it's not gonna follow it on Facebook, is it? Facebook like, I don't know, whatever. I'm such a new when it comes to social media. The Facebook, you know, well, you... on Facebook it could be either. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's good. Because you can like a page, but you do not necessarily follow that page unless you click follow. Oh, ah. there you go. See, Bo knows. This is why we've got him on the show. <laughs> He's down with the kids. He's down, that's it. Down with those young folk. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So let's, uh, let's finish up with my one. My one's going to be fairly quick. Uh, I'm reviewing 22 Jump Street, which is, of course, the sequel to 21 Jump Street, which was the film remake slash reboot slash homage to the show 21 Jump Street. All the same people are involved. The directors are Phil Lord and Christopher Miller, who are fresh from their success on the Lego movie. Uh, and, uh, of course, stars Channing Tatum, Jonah Hill, and uh, Ice Cube, who returns with a much larger role. Um, being a sequel, it's uh, a comedy sequel. It, it plays on the fact that it is, in fact, a sequel. So it, it's basically, it's, it's self-aware. And, uh, and, sort of, and, and plays on that by referencing the fact that they're doing the same thing again quite often in the film in fact probably a little too many times but it, it right right at the start they're basically uh they're sent to because uh, at the end of the first film they're told to go to their next assignment is college and so this film they go they get sent to college to investigate a uh 
the the death of a girl who they believed uh, bought a new drug. So it's it's basically the same plot. It's a new designer drug. It's being sold on campus. They need to find the drug dealers. Um, there's a little, there's a few little twists to sort of to differentiate the storyline, but that's essentially what it is. Um, the it also deals with the the sort of the bromance of the two characters, Schmidt and Jenko. It's uh, sort of starts off, you know, quite casually because they're, they're meant to in on undercover. They're meant to be brothers, so it starts off with that sort of that brotherly sort of relationship, and then it sort of delves a little bit deeper into sort of more of a <laughs> homoerotic sort of deal. Uh, and so you know, where they actually really do love each other and stuff. It does go a little <laughs> bit, a little bit out of control. It sort of goes a little too far, I think, in, in that sort of aspect, and sort of and starts sort of stops becoming funny, uh, start being funny. But at least in the first half, the self-aware references about being a sequel and the sort of the the buddy romance stuff really hits the mark it's really is quite quite hilarious the end is probably not quite as strong as uh the beginning um and overall i think the film is not quite as good as 21 jump street was the film is still entertaining but not as entertaining as 21 was i think i think they just overplayed the whole sequel joke do any of the people from the 21 Jump Street TV show make cameos? Yeah, in, tw- in 21 Jump Street, uh, both Johnny Depp and... Peter DeLuise. Peter DeLuise show up at the end. Um, it's You know, that's a spoiler, but stiff shit. It's been out for like five <laughs> years. Uh, and tw- 22 Jump Street, you do get... Well, it's, in one of the funniest bits, actually, I thought, was the end credits. So the end, it's... They basically, they joke about how, you know, there's, they're basically going to be... Uh, there's going to be a 23 Jump Street... At the, and uh, so the end credits is basically a series of vignettes of the whatever the next series of movies are, mm. and they go all the way up to like thirty two or something. It's but ridiculous. They keep moving <laughs> location. In the it, that doesn't happen in the end credits. The end credits is basically just a series of the tiny little mini scenes and posters. So they've done they've designed posters for each fictional film, mm-hmm. and it, like I said, it goes up to like thirty two or something like that. And uh, and in one of those, I can't remember which one it is, but in one of those, you do get. Um, the dark-haired guy from you know which one, John, like the sort of the later seasons of Twenty One Jump Street, the one that went on to play Booker. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah, that guy shows up. Yeah. Um, in, in like they're like, oh my god, you're a legend, you know that sort of stuff. So they he, they, they do squeeze in a cameo there. I thought it was Booker was a spin-off, wasn't it? Booker was the yeah. spin-off on it. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Good. We're obviously Twenty One Jump Street fans. <laughs> oh, we're just that old. Oh, we're just that old. <laughs> But uh, the funniest, the funniest thing about this film actually would for me was uh, well, you know, the end credits, Vigenet's things, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, but also, just Ice Cube's character just really steps it up. They give him a lot more to do. And uh, Jonah Hill's character Schmidt has a relationship with Ice Cube's daughter. When Ice Cube and and Jenko find out about it, their reactions are just priceless. Like Ice Cube's reaction. It's just, you know, that sort of that that stereotypical angry father type deal. It's like, oh my, you know, and. Uh, and when Jenko then finds out, Channing Tatum's character then finds out about it later, his reaction is just is priceless. So, um, if if anything, the the film works the best because of the relationship between Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum, and they're, they're quite clearly best buds in real life, and it sort of it sort of translates to the film. So, whenever they're interacting, it just seems quite natural. And uh, but other than that, the the comedy sort of loses it a bit. Uh, so, all over, I give it. Uh, I, I mean, I enjoyed it, so I'll give it. Uh, three out of five. Cool. So that's uh, that was our reviews. Let's move on to contest of champions. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble. 
Okay, so for this contest of champions, we're going to pit Wonder Woman versus the Mighty Thor. Now, just uh, to be very clear, we are going with New 52 Wonder Woman versus the movie Thor. For any, any excuse to have Chris Hemsworth on the, so on the banner. So we can't use the invisible plane is what you're saying. There's no invisible plane is what I'm saying. <laughs> she doesn't need one. So, she flies. <laughs> I haven't read New 52 Wonder Woman, and I've only seen the movie Thor once. Right. Okay. Well, let's. let's I'll, I'll go through. Tell, so tell me about. What, tell what, me about the. Difference. I'll go through their abilities. So uh, Wonder Woman has super strength, super speed, super agility, super reflexes, super stamina, and super endurance. So she's so basically, she's basically a Superman. She's she's basically a female Superman if you can sort of picture that. Yeah. Right. So yeah. she can fly. Uh, she's a better hand to hand combatant than Superman will ever be. Um, and she's basically a warrior. I mean, so she comes. She comes from. Uh, Superman's a farm boy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Pacifist. Uh, and, uh, and so, base, so if you can basically think that she's basically she's much like quite like a female version of Superman, but a, a much much better fighter. You can sort of picture that. And she also, so of course, she also has the the lasso of truth. Um, she has the indestructible bracelets, which she doesn't actually even need because she's bulletproof anyway. But still, they look cool. Yeah. What's the point of that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's a throw. It's a throwback to to the previous one, where she wasn't bulletproof, I suppose. But now she is. So, so you can sort of so you can picture that. So that's Wonder Woman. So she's, that's pretty easy, all right? Uh, now Thor. Now we're going because we're going with movie Thor. He's not quite as powerful as as uh, comic Thor. So, uh, but he still has. I mean, he has he has his weapon, John Air, of course, or as as uh, Cat Dennings calls it in the film, Lim Lim there. <laughs> but uh, so so through through Lim Lim there. He can summon lightning, uh, direct lightning, absorb energy, fly, and he's super, super tough, and he's a superior fighter. And he's alert, because he likes that drink. Yes, because he likes coffee. <laughs> David, if you were, if you could only take one person to an abandoned island... <laughs> It'd be Crystal. <laughs> well, your choices are Wonder Woman or Thor... <laughs> <laughs> it'd be crystal <laughs> I wasn't in the choice then uh, then, it'd be one, then it'd be Wonder Woman <laughs> but anyway Linda Carter yeah it would be Linda Carter <laughs> for sure she was amazing <laughs> seriously that was crusher mania okay so let's go now it's uh, what I so I was thinking for the scenario for this one it's a pretty simple one now I was thinking uh, Thor is you know he's fighting with the Avengers he's doing some stuff and he gets blasted with this with this uh, energy cannon. So, and uh, but nobody nobody knows what this energy cannon actually does. And instead of killing him, he like, he blocks it with Moomba uh, there. <laughs> and uh, and instead of killing him, it he, um, John Air absorbs it and activates its teleport ability. You know, by calling it that, you're gonna drive Luke crazy. <laughs> I don't care. That's <laughs> intentional. And he and he gets uh, transported. And crash lands on Paradise Island. The mascara. <laughs> what are you laughing at me for? I don't know. I had to get Thor into the DC universe in some, in some way. Okay. Anyway. So, God, that didn't even cross my mind yet. <laughs> uh, I did, anyway, so... It didn't occur to me that there were different universes. <laughs> <laughs> Marvel and DC. <laughs> okay. my nerd card. <laughs> so. Anyway, so, so Thor is, is being blasted by this energy bolt. He's been teleported and he's arrived in the dc universe he's crash landed on paradise island he wakes up he's all groggy he looks up and he's surrounded by six foot tall 
babes. Okay, <laughs> like, it's just like, oh, it's just a collection of of, just, of six foot tall Amazon babes. Like they're all attractive in the comments. So he thinks he's gone back to. Uh, <laughs> And they all say, "Death by Snoo Snoo." <laughs> Death by Snoo Snoo. <laughs> oh right, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, that exactly. So he wakes up. He's like, "Huh?" And they're all they're all like one warrior women, and uh, then they 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 challenge her like, "What are you doing on Paradise Island?" Paradise Island sounds like the plane, the plane. <laughs> <laughs> It is called Paradise Island. Why are you laughing at me? But anyway, it's it's got another name. The best, the Miscura. Fantasy Island. Fantasy Island. <laughs> and uh, well, that's what he thinks he is. He's like, all right. <laughs> anyway, so they challenge him, and he's like, I'll oh, I'll take you all on because he's you know, he's Thor. He's like, that's fine. I'll take you all. Snoo snoo. And then the the crowd parts, and up walks Diana, Wonder Woman. No, not Linda Carter. New Fifty Two. <laughs> so it's, it's that was a long drawn out explanation. So Thor is on Themyscira. Right. He's surrounded by Amazons who have formed a, a like a ring around. You know that classic sort of fight, you know fight, 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 fight sort of stuff. <laughs> As Thor and Diana standing face to face. And he's still got Moon over there. And he's still got Moon there. And uh, Thor's going to attack first. Feel there. Yeah. You're on there. Why is he going to attack first? Because that's just what he would do. Okay. So, Dana's also always all about the peaceful solution. Right, so he throws <laughs> meh, meh, meh yeah. at Wonder Woman. <laughs> and she blocks them with her blocks it with her wrist things. I don't think she'd even try to so we'll go I, or I she, like or she I like I like how you were straight into it. I think she she would either duck it or dodge it or she'd catch it. At least try to. But she's not the choice. Would she one. be worthy? Yeah. That's it. She cool. Alright, so he throws the he throws no, there. <laughs> she catch, she catches it, and it immediately drops to the ground, and she can't pick it back up again because she's she's not worthy, not worthy enough. We're not worthy. We're not worthy. Would you honestly? So this is a this is a completely different argument. But you're saying that Wonder Woman would not be worthy enough to lift. Well, she's not from. I don't where, know wherever Thor's from. I've forgotten the name of it. From Asgard. It doesn't matter if she's from Asgard or not. Captain America yeah. lifted it. But who decides whether who's who, just the hammer decides? They, they have to the enchant hammer itself. It doesn't make any damn sense. I don't does, know. I don't it know makes plenty of sense. Hammer. Loki can't pick it up. Loki can't pick it up. Hulk can't pick it up. But Captain America can. At least, not the film version, but the comic version has. Can Odin pick it up? Odin can because he made it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but he well, he, he had it commissioned. He didn't make it himself. The dwarves did. But uh, the well, if Cap if Cap can pick it up, I feel like Wonder Woman can pick it up. You reckon? You reckon Wonder Woman? Pick I it think up? I think she's just as worthy as he is. I agree. Equal opportunity, baby. I, I'm totally with you. Okay, she can pick it up. So then, what does she do with it? All right. So, well, actually, beats the crap out of Thor with it. Yeah, I, I, I don't think she even picks it up. He throws it. <laughs> she catches it. Thor's like, "What the hell just happened here?" And then, yeah, she just proceeds to beat the crap out of him. <laughs> Fight's over. Done. She punches him out Hulk style. You reckon? <laughs> Doof. <laughs> that was my favourite bit in the Avengers. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> who, who all has picked up the hammer at this point? I mean, like... Um, well, Peter Ray did. Captain A did. Um, even Spidey couldn't do it. And how who's more worthy than Spidey, for crying out loud? Yeah, but he killed Mary Jane with his... Kill me. <laughs> Don't you dare <laughs> reference Spider-Man Raid in this household again. That's a disgrace. Uh, now, now, should be ashamed of yourself. 
that's a whole nother conversation. But I like Spider-Man Rain. <laughs> oh my god! What an absolute <laughs> abysmal piece of rubbish. All right, so I like it. I like it, but I don't think of it as being part of the universe. It's kind of like if someone fell asleep and had a dream about Spider-Man, <laughs> and it turned out to be a pretty cool story. It doesn't work into anything that ever happened in, in the universe. Well, that goes with, that, that's a given. It doesn't work with anything in the Spider-Man universe. It also doesn't work with anything in the world of literary history. Uh, it doesn't even. <laughs> it's not that bad. It's not even worthy as toilet paper. <laughs> it can't pick up the hammer. <laughs> Actually, you know what? You know what? I'm thinking of something different. Spider-Man okay. Rain was the one where, like, one of the covers has Spider-Man being eaten by something. Yeah. 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 No, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of Beyonder. Do you remember Beyonder? The uh, yeah, or beyond. Was, yeah, that was terrible too, beyond. but still better than Spider-Man Ray. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. No, yeah. I think that was pretty cool, man. Oh, it's, okay, it, cool. it doesn't. It's a little corny, but it's, it's pretty. Cool. <laughs> anyway, we've, we've gone completely off track. So back to the fight. So <laughs> fight, fight, fight. So just for the just for the sake of uh, just so Wonder Woman doesn't now have a completely unfair advantage, Thor manages to. We'll say Thor summons the hammer back to him. How about that, eh? Yeah, he's got a black eye. And he's got a black eye. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so you've got so you've got Thor, who's not as he's so we're talking just to reiterate, it's movie Thor, so he's not as powerful as comic Wonder Woman. So he's got the hammer, she's just got her fists and a superior fighting ability. Is it beginning of the movie arrogant Thor who thinks, oh, what's this pewdie woman doing to me? Sort of. Thought. Oh, so that's so yeah, good. Yeah, that's true. Well, no, yeah. I did say he was fighting with the Avengers. Okay. So he's obviously grown a little bit. All right, so James, he's, he's James, his James had an effect. Yeah, James Plus, has he's a, been humbled because she caught the hammer at this point. So, I mean, he's yeah, been yeah. humbled anyway. Yeah, yeah I, I'm totally with you both there. That's good. That, right. that's, I'm glad that you pointed that out. That's awesome. So, yeah, so it's it's it's, hum, it's good. It's nice, Thor. Not scumbag, start of the movie, Thor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there, so there you go. So, so he's still got his, he's got his hammer back. They're having a brawl. What do you think? I think the fact that she, if we're establishing that she can hold the hammer, yep. and she's just more, and she's a, you know, Far superior fighter. Well, I don't know. I mean, he's a pretty good fighter too, right? Yeah, he's pretty like, good. Yeah, he's pretty good. I mean, he is the greatest warrior of Asgard. It's just I'm thinking about this. Like, if someone, if you know, even if somebody was trying to stop Mjolnir from coming at him, they couldn't do it because they they theoretically couldn't actually lift the weight of the hammer if they're not worthy. Yep. But because we've established that she can, she actually can like block his blows and things. You know, it's going to cause controversy by us saying that she can lift up the hammer. You know that, right? It is going to cause, like, it's, yeah, it's yeah. Hey, hey, you, you, you said that shit. I don't know. I think I might have said it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, let's, let's, let's put it this way, right? Just so, just so I don't get yelled at like I did for the Buffy fight. <laughs> uh, seriously, I got yelled at. And a reminder, there are no rules. All right, so, no, so what, we'll do, what we'll do is we'll, we'll, do a, we'll do a two. We'll split it off. We'll make it, we'll make, we'll make it nice and easy. She, in the, she throws the hammer. She catches it. And then just beats the crap out of him. Game over, right? That's it. That's one fight done. That's scenario that's one. That's scenario one. If she's worthy yeah. enough to hold the hammer, he doesn't stand a chance. That's it. He's gone, right? We, we're all agreeing. Yeah. We're all in agreement with that. Okay. If we stick with comic law, where which says that she has never picked the hammer up, so of we'll say she's in a different universe. Oh, they've had crossovers yeah. and stuff. Right. Right. Yeah, they've that's had crossovers true. where Superman picked up the hammer. Sorry, love. If Supes can pick up the hammer, she what? can pick up the hammer. Yeah. So yeah, no, they really have. Yeah. So Supes had. Had Jolinaire in one hand and Cap Shield in the other hand. It was pretty cool. Well, then, how did that happen? JLA versus Avengers, baby. Check it out. Awesome art. That, terrible story. That sounds really cool, but yeah. yeah, it sounds like it'd be terrible. Yeah, it was a terrible, terrible story, but uh, the artwork is magnificent. It's George Perez. Well, if, if Superman can pick it up, she can pick it up. I'm just saying, what would Brian Michael Bendis do? 
she'd pick it up. She'd he pick would, it up. Brian Michael Bettis would have been the first scenario. She would have caught it and it beat the crap out of him. <laughs> <laughs> While saying some, you know, some quips. Kneel before Wonder Woman. <laughs> that's it. Anyway, so that's that fight done. But uh, so we'll say that she can't. She can't grab the hammer because there's nothing to say that she, in comics to say that she can. So she has to dodge it. So it's, where do we go from here? Then it's hand to hand. Once he summons the hammer back. Comes hand to hand, yeah. The hammer, the hammer would have gone off and will eventually come back because you see how it comes, it goes off and comes back to him. Yeah, so like in the meantime, it's hand to hand. It's like a boomerang, yeah. yeah. Hand to she hand. She may have an advantage hand to hand. I just think it's a pretty even fight without the, without throwing in the wrench that she can pick up Mjolnir. It's a pretty even fight. Yeah, I agree. What weapons has she got? Just the lasso. Well, I, 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 I said that all she has is the lasso, but she actually she has been known to have a sword and a shield. What, 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 just, well, yeah, especially so in the she, new Fifty Two. So she's yeah. going to use the lasso. What would that do to Thor? Oh, we, make she, him tell the truth. <laughs> yeah, could wrap wrap around him. It's unbreakable, mm. and it makes him tell the truth. Yeah. And what truth would he be hiding from it? None. It's not going to help. <laughs> Except it'll immobilize him. Yeah. So, so, so you reckon she uses the lasso to try and immobilize him? And then beat the well, yeah, if it's him. unbreakable, and then beat him she up? could possibly do that, yeah. All right, cool. I'm with that. I'm awesome. I'm glad somebody said it. She throws the lasso around him. He's immobilized. He's now able to tell the truth, which is all he's going to say is, I like coffee. I she, like uh, this drink. That's pretty much it. Um, and uh, he's immobilized. So she goes in for the, so he goes in for the kill. Yeah. Now, she's just going to, she's all about peace and stuff. So she's just going to try and knock him out and then just leave it. That. She's not going to kill the guy. So she goes, she goes in to try and knock him out. I think if this were the movie Thor, he would... Summon the hammer. Yeah. So to say the hammer's, like, hammer's come back? To like knock her over. Like he would like hit her in the back on the way over. and then Oh, that's awesome. So the hammer's, yeah. so the hammer's done a, a complete circuit and it's come back again and hits her in the back of the head. And then knocks her off Would him. that knock her out? Do you reckon that knocks her out? I don't know. I don't know how strong she is. She's pretty yeah, strong. It wouldn't knock Superman out. No. Well then, I don't know that it would knock her out. Alright, so but at least knocks her off him. Yeah. So he, he gets out of the rope. The Amazons are all cheering. Ah! It would probably be some like some sort of like, Thor Iron Man thing. It'd probably knock her like fifty feet into a tree. Yeah. All right. So it yeah. knocks her. So it knocks her down to the beach. Yeah. So now she gets knocked down. Now she's on the beach. All the Amazons are all cheering and going crazy. He's got. And hey, since she can't lift the hammer, yep. she's stuck. Oh, the, you, I was what you saying? The hammer's on her. Yeah. I, th- I thought the hammer would have gone back to his hand. Well, not if he's smart. He could leave it on her, and then she can't get up. He's got her. Or if she could drown. Oh, uh, like that. So he's got the hammer on her, and it's keeping her pinned. Yeah. But then he's too nice to let her drown. Yeah, he won't let her drown. He's just, she's on the beach. I didn't say she was in the water. but So she's on the beach. Oh, she's but he pinned. Could, but he could have aimed her at the water. He and then drowned her. Thor wins. <laughs> we'll say well, he won't. He won't drown her. He's too. I mean, he's, we're talking nice, nice thought here. If he drowned her, he wouldn't be worthy to pick the hammer up. That's right. He wouldn't be worthy. Well done. Well said. All right. So, so she's on the beach. She's pinned by the hammer. She can't lift it. Down she goes. I think this is what it boils down to. Scenario one: she can pick up the hammer. Wonder Woman wins. Yeah. Scenario two, and I, and honestly, I kind of go with that scenario. I feel like she could pick up the hammer. I agree. If it's, I, I agree. And uh, but scenario two, let's say she can't, you know, then I think I think Thor definitely, maybe not a hundred percent, but has a huge window t- to win. I I think that pretty much he's, sums he's it up. He's got a better weapon. That sums it up. Mm-hmm. I think that sums it up. All right, yeah. so cool. Well I, well, I think we're going to go with that. We're going to make that the the official result. So for for anybody, uh, so we'll say I, I I actually prefer scenario ones. That Wonder Woman was like like Bo said, Wonder Woman was 
good enough to, to actually grab the hammer. Or she grabs it in mid-flight and then just proceeds to beat the crap out of Thor. Well, so that's the, victory for Wonder Woman. Do you want the deciding for it to be the listeners? Yeah, well, that's right. I want the deciding. I was, was going to say How cool, if that were in a comic, how cool would that be? That like, would have been be like, so cool. I could just see, like, one panel, the hammer's flying towards Wonder Woman, and you're like, oh, crap! And then, like, she catches it in midair and then just jumps right back towards Thor, and you're like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I'm so with you, man. That would have been magnificent. But uh, so I, a real close-up of the look on Thor's face. Yeah, I, I prefer, yeah, yeah, exactly. Say what? <laughs> So I, I definitely want to go and see it so anyone. But for for anybody if anybody listening who disagrees with us saying that Wonder Woman was is worthy enough to grab the hammer, then uh, it's a pretty close fight, but I'd give it to Thor. Yep. No, so we do so we do want to hear we do want to hear from you. If, I mean what what how do you think it would have gone? If do you agree with either of our scenarios? If you don't agree with either of them, how do you think it should have gone? That would be we would really love to hear about it. So uh, send us send us in some feedback uh, at uh, on the stuff that you hear at the end of the episode. Exactly. All the many very ways you can contact us at the end of the episode. But that was cool. That was a good one. I, that was, and that is a fight that I would like to see. I mean, both, I, yeah, that was a fun one. That yeah. would be cool, man. Anyway, so that's, uh, that's it for uh, Conscious of Champions. That was a good one. Let's uh, move on to Azerothian Times. All right, Azerothian Times, we've got a heap of stuff to talk about. I mean, I know I do, and uh, you know how obsessed Bo is with Warcraft, so he's got a heap of stuff to talk about as well. So, yeah, uh, you're the only person I get to talk about it to, so I, <laughs> I save it all up. I know, that's awesome. <laughs> it's, it's, you, get, you get picked on on your show. It's, I feel bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously the, the biggest uh, Warcraft news at the moment is that they are going to announce the street date uh, at a special event uh, on August 14th. I actually think I've already... Pre- we've already predicted the street date, I think, on here, and if we haven't, then I'm going to do it now. I think it's actually December 20. Um, That's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah, it was around... I don't know if I go so far to say 20, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's in December, yeah. Yeah, well, I think, well, it's, it's, I, mean, I think it's pretty obvious that it's December, and it does have... If you go to the account management screen, uh, upgrade your account, it actually has a little thing saying upgrade before... Uh, a world of Draenor available before... Or on December twenty, <laughs> so oh yeah, so, yeah. Well, so that's you, their like in deadline. I think. Yeah, so I think that's so you're definitely definitely going to get it before December twenty. Uh, but hopefully, this event they're going to announce that it is going a little bit a bit earlier than that. That'd be cool because um, the sooner the better. I'm uh, handing out for this so bad. My raid team is not even meeting anymore. Like we're just so ready for Warlord. It's not even funny. You know, like people keep falling out. Like at this point in the expansion, like. You know, we have to find like five extra people every week and, and stuff like that. And it's just, it's getting to be a hassle just because the player base is not on right now. Everybody's kind of like just waiting on Warlords to come out. And they've either got a beta pass and they're playing the beta or they're just not playing WoW right now. Yeah, exactly. Have you got a beta pass? No, no. I wish I did. I know Blizzard li- uh, follows us on Twitter. Maybe somebody listens to the show. Uh, We'll say a lot of really nice things about, about the beta <laughs> if we get passes. I promise you. People always say, I'll give you an honest opinion. No, if you send me a beta pass, I will say it is the best thing in the world. I'll do whatever i got to do to get a pass. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do whatever I have to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's actually kind of weird. Yeah, I live really far I live really far away from California, so I mean like I'm kinda limited in what I can do, but but if I can I'll do it. <laughs> so uh one of the reasons I'm excited about uh Dra- well as a Draenor is of course the um the garrisons. I think they're gonna be cool. 
Uh, I'm yeah. also really excited about this this new instance called the Blackrock Train, which is magnificent idea. It's basically it starts it starts at a train station, and then most of the instance takes place on a moving train. <laughs> I just I can't believe so, how excited I am about this idea. Does that make it like so that there's like a limit? Like you gotta kill all four bosses within a certain amount of time, or otherwise the train the train's like, gonna crash or something? something? I, I, I don't know. I actually, I haven't watched. That the would video. be so much fun. Yeah, yeah. You like, speed. yeah that'd be cool. Yeah, it is. Yeah, walk. It's speed in the Warcraft universe. Oh, it's, it's it on a train. So that's that's pretty exciting stuff. Um, and, and another thing is, is this whole uh, changing time aspect. You've got a really good um, theory about what, what the storyline is going to be about, going to involve. Oh yeah, so Blizzard released that uh, comic really recently. Yeah, um, Goldan and the Stranger. Yeah, and not related to my theory, but this one thing that I've noticed about this expansion is is they're putting a lot of effort into people knowing the storyline going into the expansion. Like they're putting like. You know, war crimes. They they really wanted people to read that book. I mean, they had their their post on the front page there, wanting you to read war crimes. And and uh, if you read the book War Crimes, it's a continuation of the story between what happens at the ending of the raid boss of killing Garage. And then that I think it's going to continue. So like they'll probably put out another free comic. Mm. And I think it's kind of weird that they're trying to get people to see the story. But yet they're not putting all of this part of the story in the game. There's no like in-game way to get this content un- unless you seek it out outside of the game. And I think that's weird. It's it's. I mean, have you noticed this? Am yeah. I just missing something? Yeah, no, they do this on previous ones. It's, cla- it's a classic way of people that the way they do that this sort of thing nowadays. It's cross marketing taken to an extreme. I mean, Blizzard's are masters of this sort of stuff. I, I think I I'm actually quite enjoying all of it. It's. I mean, it is. I do agree that it, it's it's a bit of a. It's unfortunate for anybody who just plays the game and that's it, and so they don't get the full story. But it's not yeah. its not aimed for them. It's aimed at the people who are really interested in the lore and want to know all this sort of stuff. And those sort of people will seek out that information on the websites, on the internet, on that sort of stuff. They'll read the comics like like you did. They'll read the book, that sort of stuff. It's aimed for them. So those sort of people. It's the, it's the classic J.J. Abrams approach. Like, J.J. Abrams yeah. is, is basically invented it. It's, it's the... The movie itself, but then you've also got the websites that, you, that are only up for a short amount of time, and you've got all the coding, and you've got you know obscure ads in newspapers, and all sorts of crazy stuff. It's it's all that stuff's a lot of fun. But... Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's for the people who like that sort of stuff. So, and not everybody's going to read this this free comic. Not everybody's going to read War Crimes. I'm not. I'm not even going to read it. <laughs> and, and, I, and I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of the lore, as you know. So I, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm checking out all this sort of external stuff. I've read the profiles of all the main people in the story and all that sort of, and yeah. all that sort of stuff. I, I'm enjoying all, all that, but I'm not going to go hardcore. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm just waiting for the game in order to actually play it. But you, but you bring up a good point. But uh, this but this expansion, though. With that being said, I think I feel like I know more of the lore going into this expansion and 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 you know why things are happening than I did for any previous expansion. Yeah, um, good point. All the previous expansions, I saw the cool cutscene right before I bought the game, and then you know I was like, oh, this looks really cool. And then I started playing the game, and I just kind of picked up little things here and there, but I never really knew quite why I was killing some of the people I was killing. I was just yeah. doing it. And uh, because, of, because of this promotion that they're doing outside of the game, I'm, I'm definitely... Like going into it, I have a little more of an idea of what's going to happen or what I want to see happen. So that's where the theory comes in. So that's where you know we we were talking about this last night and wow, and, and then we got to talking about what was going to happen. And 
most likely what's going to happen is Garrosh is going to try to use uh, the power given to Gul'dan by the Burning Legion. I think he's going to try to use that power as a weapon, and it's ultimately probably going to corrupt him and turn him into, uh, you know, a, a mindless member of the of the uh, Burning Legion. But that to me is just too similar too similar to the Mister Pandaria story where he tried to use the power of the Shah in the same way. I mean, yeah, I, just- I, I, don't, I don't think he'll become a mindless member. I actually, I, I following on from your theory, I actually think that he will replace Goldan. So he'll absorb. Yeah. He'll take Goldan's power that's being bestowed to him by the Burning Legion, and then yeah. and basically then in become him in history, and then basically yeah, then try see, and do the same thing. Whereas Goldan Goldan failed, and the Burning Crusade you know stormed invaded Azeroth and discarded the Orcs. Whereas he, I think he's going to try and find a way in order to win win both. In base, you know, let the Burning Legion do what they do, but also find a way for the Orcs to come out on top. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. That's I think that'll be his plan anyway. Mm. But my theory, what if Garage decides I think that maybe from what he's seen being on, you know, the Azeroth that we know, he thinks that the orcs, orcs may have lost their way when they drank the demon blood and then were discarded. But so and this is what I would like to see happen. I'm wondering if he would be on the side of stopping Gul'dan and stopping the Burning Legion. Yeah. And he teams up with his father and Thrall's father and uh, whatever their tribe is called. And and as a Horde player, you have to join forces with Garrosh again. Yeah, because so it's sort of like, he's a, re- got like, the like a redemption of, story. Yeah, yeah. And so it would kind of be like like this person you never thought would reunite with the Horde again. I mean, they, they were ready to kill him in the book War Crimes, and they're basically debating on you know whether they're going to kill him or not. And... Yet this would be a storyline where, like, you would be forced to help Garrosh stop the Burning Legion, and through that story, you could kind of see a side of Garrosh that maybe you didn't in Mister Pandaria. If they, um, if, if they, I'm not saying they're not going to do that, but if they do, it, it's contrary to every other story they've ever had. Like Illidan makes a mistake, and instead of being redeemed, he's persecuted. Yeah, Arthas makes a mistake, and instead of being redeemed, he's killed. If they actually, if they go with that, I'm, I'm going to be very surprised. Like, there's, there doesn't seem to be a lot of redemption in Warcraft, in the Warcraft universe. It's like, as soon no, as you make no, a mistake, of any kind, bang. And, and, you know, the trend in Warcraft is you take somebody, they have daddy issues, they come to power, power, ultimate power leads to ultimate corruption, and then everybody has to kill them. Yeah, that's, yeah. Like, that's like every expansion. <laughs> I'm totally with you there. I, I, I mean, I, I hope you're right, because the way you describe it, it actually sounds pretty cool. Um, I just I don't think they're going to go with that. It's gonna be, it'll be too much of a departure for them to do that. Hopefully they do, though, because like I said, if they do it again, the exact same thing again, it'll basically... That's kind of what I'm bummed out about. kind of yeah. boring. But, you, but so here's, here's what it fixes. So the reason they might do it this way is because at BlizzCon they said... Um, they said that this time travel is not going to affect our Azeroth. Like, if we go, if we go back in time and then kill Thrall's father, Thrall's not going to start fading in, out of the photograph, you know, like in Back to the Future. Like, it's <laughs> he, it, there will always the events of our world always happen. There will still be a Thrall. But the, what they didn't say was, is this going to be like J.J. Abrams' time travel, where it affects, in theory, there is another Azeroth that has not yet been invaded you know, by the orcs from the Dark Portal and all that, like, none of that's happened on some other Azeroth floating out there. 
And so, like, what's to say that the events of this expansion doesn't leave that Azeroth untouched? Um, my theory is, WoW seems to be continuing. Like, it, it, WoW is showing its age at this point. There's some areas of the game that look 100% different than the new areas of the game. Yeah. And they can't just, like, stop selling World of Warcraft and then start selling World of Warcraft 2. Um, because that would just split the community too much. So my theory is they could start phasing out these areas. Like, this expansion could phase out the old Outlands, you know? And then another expansion down the road, they could, and, and who knows how far down the road, but another expansion down the road, they could reopen the portal on the on Draenor, on the new Draenor, and it would go... They think they're going back to uh, Azeroth, and then whenever they step through, it's the new untouched Azeroth. And now this horde that has lived through the events of the past of, of our Azeroth is now stepping into this new untouched Azeroth where there hasn't been you know, the Burning Legion, there hasn't been all these different things, and we start a new history there. And that, in effect, would be a way to phase out the old Warcraft and introduce Warcraft 2 for all intents and purposes. To me, it seems like that would be the type of decision that Blizzard would make to increase the longevity of the game. Now, I don't see that happening in the next couple years. Like that would be something they would do, you know, eventually. They'd have to phase it out over time because if this expansion did that, at the you know, at the end of this expansion, if we weren't able to go back to old Azeroth, that would be so sad, <laughs> and so many people would be pissed about that. Actually, look, I, 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 to to bring it even further, actually, I agree with everything you said up until the point where you say where I don't think it'll happen fairly soon. I tell, I disagree. Actually, they're going to do it straight away. I don't think they'll make it so that you can't go back to our original timeline, but I definitely, definitely agree with you that they'll have they will eventually phase out the old timeline and go into this this new wall of yeah. the drain or sort of sort of universe like so you've got two two universes simultaneously it'll eventually be that where that our current universe is like a caverns of time business like with yeah, that's us, what I was about to say it could be yeah. it could be that you go back in like the caverns of time or something but yeah. when the caverns of time exist you know <laughs> on gadget zan all right. If if they're smart, that's how they'll. I mean, and and, and they are they are smart. They'll that's, that's that's what they'll do for sure. I mean, Warlords, uh, World of Warcraft two has to happen at some point because it's. I mean, yeah. Oh yeah, dude, it's getting crazy. It's yeah. getting crazy. They they can't bring in. So right now, Warlords is going to be really good for the old Warcraft players. Like I feel like this is the people that are currently playing are are. This is bringing back like the brutal side of what Warcraft was, and and I think it's going to bring a lot of people back in. Yeah, that's, anyway. that's. I'm telling you, it might be the next. The, the next expansion might be going into uh, into new Azeroth. Yep, and you heard it here first. <laughs> I agree. The expansion of the World, World uh, Warlords of Draenor will be the new Azeroth universe. I, I'm totally with you, and that's it. We've predicted it because we know what we're talking about. That's, uh, we so, need those beta keys. See how did, good we are, Blizzard. I know, but we we just earned those beta keys. <laughs> we earned them. Uh, so uh, what else we got? Um, so just some just some quick stuff. Uh, Hearthstone, the next uh, quarter from Next Ramus, the next two quarters of Next Ramus have opened up. So uh, the play quarter and then the military quarter. Going back to our contest of champions, the reason I, I thought of uh, Thor is because you know Thor and Wonder Woman are in in the news at the moment. So the reason I thought of Thor is because uh, I found I've mentioned a couple of episodes back where I found this website's got a whole bunch of transmog stuff, and I'm getting really into the transmog. And uh, I found a couple of different Thor versions, uh, sort of comic Thor and movie Thor. So I've uh, I've been trying to get these Thor 
transmogs happening, and I just finished Comic Thor last night. So I've got a, I've got a, awesome. I've got a, I've got a paladin who looks like Comic Thor, and uh, yeah, he looks sweet. That's <laughs> uh, very, very cool. What else have we got? Oh, and because and because of that, with the transmog, trying to get these transmog stuff, I've been soloing a lot of old content, like stuff that I either haven't seen for ages or have never like seen at all. Um, yeah, which is pretty sweet. I actually soloed. Finally, I finally got to solo the vaults under Winter Grasp. Vaults under Winter Grasp. What? What is that? Yeah. So the vaults, the vaults of uh, Arcavnon or something. Arcavnon. I don't know, but okay, you know, yeah. so Winter Grasp is the PvP area in Northrend, and right. if your faction is in control of of Winter Grasp at that point, this instance opens up, and it's a raid. It's a ten or twenty five man raid. And, yeah, uh, I re- I remember that. I didn't I, do it when it was when it was live. Yeah, I've never done it before. And so it, yeah. I, I just I just just by ch- chance I was actually I was out uh, getting some trillium, and I about by chance saw that it was that we were in the alliance was in control of Wintergrass. So I was like, hell's yeah! And I jumped in there and and soloed that. That was a lot of fun. I didn't get a lot of good stuff out of it, which is unfortunate. But it was still a lot of fun. Awesome. Well, that's uh that's Azerothian times. So let's uh let's uh, finish up with coming soon. In Australian cinemas, August 14, we get Palo Alto and The Expendables 3. And Expendables 3 is, of course, the next effort from uh, Slice, Slice Stallone in the game. Um, I've actually already seen it. It's uh, not very good. <laughs> it's not... It's not uh, yeah, I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't one expect and, much. 1 and 2 aren't good either. I mean, if, if you go into it expecting the same sort of thing you got from 1 and 2, then you're going to have a bit of fun. I will say this, though. It actually had one of the funniest moments from any, from any of the Expendables films for me was... Uh, it starts off with them... Um, rescuing uh, Wesley Snipes' character from prison. And uh, after they... And of, course, of course they succeed. I'm not spoiling anything there. Uh, so it, so after, they've, uh, after that heist, the Expendable crew ask Wesley Snipes why he was in prison, and he replies with, Tax evasion. <laughs> which, is, which I thought was absolutely brilliant. Hilarious. <laughs> the rest of the film didn't live up to that genius. That was cool. But anyways, that's uh, that's Australian cinema. That's all we got in U.S. cinemas. We get in America on the thirteenth. We have Let's Let's Be Cops, and then on the fifteenth, I don't know why it comes out on the thirteenth and everything else comes out on the fifteenth. But on the fifteenth, we have The Expendables three and The Giver. Cool. Let's Be Cops is uh, that was on Jimmy Fallon last night. It was, uh, was it? yeah, the chick from Vampire Diaries. Is oh, it? I yeah. doubt. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's the reason I know that even exists. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's it for episode one zero four. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the episode. I certainly did. That I, and uh, anybody from uh, Marvel and DC who may be listening, I want to see that uh, Wonder Woman versus Thor fight on the big screen. Make it happen. Commission. Commission. <laughs> cost a fortune oh that's a good idea no, yeah. you get commission for the idea oh no I, I'm willing to sacrifice my, my commission my finder's fee if I get to see that on the screen but uh, that'd be cool but anyway so uh, that's it from me and the crew Crystal for one naught four and Bo mall in a layer near near seriously how is it it's the M silent right so it's just it's just Joel in there no, I don't. I thought the M was pretty. How is it Joel in there? I'm, I'm sure the M is silent. It doesn't sound like a word either way. <laughs> just call it the hammer. No just, matter how you say it, it's not. It's not a word. It has too many consonants or something. It's just. It's just the hammer. We'll just go with that. Thor's hammer. Thor's hammer. He should go up against. 
say it. Captain Emma. <laughs> I think I'm going to say it. Uh, anyway, bye. Bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Nerd Culture Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email to feedback at nerdculturepodcast.com. You can run on our wall if you go to the Facebook page. Go to facebook.com forward slash nerdculturepodcast. Tweet us at nerdculturecast. Skype us on Nerd Culture Podcast. If we don't answer, leave a message. We might even play it on the show. You can comment on any post on our website, www.nerdculturepodcast.com. If you'd like to support the show, use the Amazon affiliate widget on our website to do your Amazon shopping. It doesn't cost you any extra, and a small percentage of the profit goes towards helping us to produce our show. We can see what you buy, but not who you are, so your privacy is assured. Check out our videos at ncptv.net or search for ncptv on YouTube because we also have a YouTube channel. Don't forget, you can rate, review and subscribe to the show on iTunes. Wondering where you can hear more of Bo? Go to ecnradio.com. Bo and David also have another podcast called Film Flames. More info at www.filmflames.com. You can find all of our podcasts and more at undercastnetwork.com. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for more episodes.